everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of Cinema Rogues. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Guy, and as always, I am joined by Andrew, who you may have just heard. That's me. Yeah. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the George Clooney directed and starring movie, The Midnight Sky. We are. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I didn't know anything about the movie going in, but before we get into talking about the movie... Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, if you want to hear more Andrew, go check out Board Game Barbarians. He's got another episode due here in a couple of weeks. Yep, I got to um, get on that. <laughs> actually, it should be coming out about the same time this episode is coming out, I believe. No, I release on the 15th, so unless you're going to yeah. hold this episode for uh, I'm going to hold it for 12 more days, so the 12th. Well, that's not the 15th, is it? Uh. That's right before it. All right, so look for it coming out in three days. What? Are you no. day one listeners? <laughs> um, if you want to check out me, check out Size Tale Studios. Uh, I haven't been uploading anything to YouTube in a while, um, but you can go check my, my backlog. Um, just taking a break and enjoying playing video games rather than you know recording video games. I, I, over the past year, I've realized that those are two different things. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, as always, uh, please go check out Retro Warriors. Um, you can check them out at retrowarriors.net. You can find them on po- uh, any any I, any uh, podcast thing. iTunes um, mostly and other stuff except Google apparently. Except Google because Google hates everything I guess. Every every podcast. Um, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, uh, search for them on iTunes um, and then yeah, search for us too I guess. I mean you're already here so I yeah. assume you searched for us. You could search for us again on a different platform. Uh, let's talk about uh, what we've been doing. Um, I watched Ava. I don't know if you've seen that one. No. It's got um, the lady, from, uh, Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. She plays a spy. It's basically Lady John Wick. I know what you're talking about. I just haven't pl- I haven't watched it. It's an all right movie. If you're looking for a movie to just kind of sit back and enjoy, like a popcorn movie yeah. of of a lady like just killing people, it's pretty great. Action-packed thriller, right? You know, a little bit of a little bit of uh, subterfuge and betrayal, and you know, there you go. You got a movie. You got a movie. Um, I watched Dread with you. I was, I was there. You were. It wasn't. We didn't watch it for this show, though. No, we watched we could it have. with. Yeah, I think we were just hanging out, and then. Yeah. Uh oh no! no we, we had plans that got canceled that we were supposed to hang out. Yep. And you and I decided that, hey, we're just going to hang out on the internet anyway. And then Justin's like, no, I'm watching a movie. Well, I contacted Justin. I was like, hey, are you, you still want to hang out even though plans got canceled? And he was like, I guess so. And so he roped us into his movie. Yeah. Um, And he roped your wife into it too, man. It was a great little party. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, made popcorn. Um, and then I watched episodes three and four of WandaVision. Uh, episode three was par for the course, I would say, um, for, for the first two. And then yep. the fourth one went off the rails and it was amazing. It was good. Yeah. Was good uh, if you guys have not seen WandaVision, uh, check it out. Uh, it's, it's well worth it. It's a good, uh, so far it seems to be a good extension of the MCU. So, uh, what about you, Andrew? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I watched WandaVision as well. Um, I also have purchased several movies that I haven't watched yet. I purchased the uh, Aubrey Plaza Black Bear movie where she like goes to a cabin with a couple and like ruins their lives or something. I don't really know what it's about. I know it's like a mystery thriller kind of a movie. Um, is, I haven't watched is, it yet. Is Black Bear a person? I don't know. There's not an act. There's not an animal in the movie that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. So I think that's just the name of the place that they're at. Maybe I don't know. Ah. Uh, I haven't watched it, so I have no idea. So please don't ask me questions because I know nothing. Uh, I just like Aubrey Plaza, so I was like, I'll check it out. Oh, um, the name of the movie is Black Bear. Okay. Yeah. That, did I not say that? You said that Aubrey Aubrey Plaza Black Bear movie, and I thought Aubrey Plaza slash Black Bear. Oh no. Because there's a person, an artist named Black Bear, who no. did a song called Do Re Mi. The Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza movie, Black Bear. Gotcha. Is, is what I meant to say, I guess. Uh, and then I bought 300 and haven't watched it yet. 
but it was on sale, so I bought it. And uh, watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Bought that and watched that. Good. Holds up. Good movie. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time. I I had neither. I, it's one of those movies I want to show my kids, but I don't want to scar them either. So I have to judge how old that, you know, how old are they going to be, but when they can handle like, like in cartoon shoes melting into goo. I'd say like eight or 10, eight to 10. Right. That's what like, they're going to be this year. Eight and like, 10. I feel like that's a good, good, good time. Like according to, yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like that's a, I think, I feel, I don't know. I'm not a parent, so don't <laughs> take my word for it. That's just, that's the years that my old psychology professor was like, tell your kids about sex when they're like eight to 10, so it doesn't get told to them on the playground by some shitty kid. Like, Right, you know, and our our, our kids are, are seven and nine, me, my, me and my ex-wife, um, and we've already ha- started to have conversations about them uh, of, you know, growing up and your body changing right. and stuff like that. Because it's better yeah. to hear that than some asshole on the like that watched a HBO or Cinemax movie or whatever, right? Or porn sure. and was like, "This is what's set." Anyway, that's but not I'm what also, the show's about. <laughs> but I'm also like a terrible judge of that thing, apparently, because I was telling you the other day, I sat down with the kids because I got it in my head that hey, they should watch Happy Gilmore. Yeah, and, like, I don't, I don't know if that's a, I guess. I, I, right, man. my right, exactly. And my my eight year old is like, no, nah, I don't want to watch this movie. It sounds dumb. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Just and then don't, my don't make or I guess he's seven. And then my nine year old was was watching it, and she was into it. You know, she's into hockey and stuff. Yeah. Um, and she was into it, and then just probably about ten minutes into it, I was like, you know, there's a lot of swearing. I yeah. forgot this is this is a bad movie. We're gonna change the channel. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Other than that, I I purchased Community on Blu-ray because it was fifty dollars on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want special features. Um, I've watched Community on Hulu on Netflix. I've watched it through streaming multiple times a year for the past like four or five years or more. I don't really remember. It's been I've watched it so many times I don't even remember how long I've been watching it. <laughs> but uh, so I got it on Blu-ray. And uh, there are commentary tracks on every single episode. Nice. I've just been listening to the commentary on every episode and watching the bloopers and everything. And well, I mean, I'm just the first season in, and well worth the fifty dollars for that. If anybody's a community fan, I would highly recommend it. And it's a good set. The Amazon reviews were very like I've already talked about this on Talking Wizards, but I guess it's up behind the Patreon wall, but. Um, the reviews on Amazon were all like, "Oh, it's like paper sleeves for your discs that you put your discs in," and they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you, the, they're in the paper sleeves, and once you take them out, you ruin them immediately, and they're all scratched up." And I was like, "What are you doing to your your discs that they're ruined immediately once you take them out of a paper sleeve?" <laughs> and they're not. So the the one I got, they're in like the little disc tray on each that you pop right. them out. Um, so well, well worth it if you're a community fan. Also, I've never seen the pilot in such clear HD before because it's always like fuzzy and grainy on both Netflix and Hulu. It's like they got a shitty VHS copy of it. Nice. I think uh, the farthest I've ever gotten into community is somewhere in season two. Ooh. Um, I do remember Chevy Chase being in like a full body cast that season two. I think it's. I think that's season three. Maybe oh, season well, there two. You go. I don't remember. I don't. A lot. Most of the time when I watch the show, I'm like, this was season one. I thought this was season three. <laughs> like, it happens to me all the time. I watch an episode and I'm like, this is the, I don't remember this in this season. Um, but yeah, that's what I've nice. been munching on. I would. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a fan of commentary. I, I think we've talked about it before, but like, uh, the Simpsons, I've got the first, eight seasons of the Simpsons on DVD and I'll pop in a random, a random disc, a random episode and just watch the commentary. Nice. It's, it's so good. Um, cause yeah. you get, especially when you have, um, you know, the actors in there and not just necessarily directors and writers, although the directors and writers do, do add to it. Right. But when you get the actors in there and they're just telling like little stories about things that happened on set and stuff, I find that fascinating. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is what's happening in the community, and Dan Dan Harmon's on every single one, at, at least for the. I assume he's not going to be in the fourth season of commentary, <laughs> um, but it's like Dan Harmon, one of the Russo brothers, because they directed a bunch of the episodes, right? Um, and 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 a bunch of back, bunch of the actors, like main cast, are there. But uh, cool. it's a good time. I think the next show I've got all of Venture Brothers on Blu-ray and DVD, DVD on the older seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going to do commentary on those next. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into some news here. Um, I guess starting off, uh, Patrick Stewart confirmed that he has had talks with Kevin Feige about, um, coming back as professor X, um, but is, has definitively confirmed that he's not going to do it. Mm. Um, the, the quote from him saying, I met with Kevin Feige a couple months ago and we had long, long conversations. And there have been moves and suggestions which include Charles Xavier. Well, I don't know why I can't say his name. Here's the problem. If we had not made Logan, then yes, I would probably be ready to get into that wheelchair one more time and be Charles Xavier. But Logan changed all that. So it sounds like he feels like his arc as Charles Xavier is wrapped up and there is no good way to get back into the character. I mean, I remember him saying that after Logan came out, he was like, yeah, this is my last time doing it. Even if they asked me again, I wouldn't do it. And to be fair, like he's as much as I hate to say it, he's getting old, and uh, I don't know how long he could do the role. Well, I mean, all he's got to do is sit in a chair and go like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all he has to do <laughs> is to hum and sit in a chair. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess playing Picard is a more physical role, but he did look old in the first season of Picard. I mean, he is old, but right, you know, uh, it, he's. He's getting he's, up there. Yeah, he's, sh- he's showing his age at, you know, 90 or whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's that old, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion has been uh, confirmed by its director to be, uh, basically, he's considering it a chapter six in the Jurassic World saga, um, going all the way back to Jurassic Park 1. So I assume oh, that means okay. there's going to be some sort of fan service and he's intending to try and tie the two series together um, so that uh, it makes sense as one long continuity. Bringing previous actors in, I, ass- I assume. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know like Sam Neill's in it. Um, I believe. Did uh, they get Goldblum? Yeah. He was in the, the last one, the second one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he was in like the court scene. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they got a few people coming back. So that'll be interesting. Um, and then also uh, Camp Cretaceous just came out. And if I remember right, it is also supposed to lead directly into Jurassic World Dominion. So mm, okay. uh, check that out on Netflix. I've, I've watched pieces of it because my girlfriend's been watching it. She's like super into dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, and what I saw was pretty good. So. I haven't um, watched it. Yeah, uh, I would suggest it. A Quiet Place Part 2 has been delayed to September of 2021. Um, actually, there are a few delays here. The Bob Berger movie was removed from Disney's release schedule altogether. They haven't mm. set a new date. Uh, they haven't really given a reason why either. It just disappeared. Well, the Bob's Burgers art director recently died in a skydiving accident. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I did see that. So I'm pretty sure that's probably related to it. Maybe. Mm. Okay. Maybe. I mean, they've been they've been doing the art for like ten years now. You'd think they get it already. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, that does uh, that sucks about that guy. Yeah, but, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that that came as a shock um, to everybody involved for sure. Uh, the Kingsman, which is the Kingsman prequel, has been delayed to August of 2021. Lame. And then Sony has announced a bunch of delays. Uh, Cinderella, Uncharted, Peter Rabbit 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Morbius are all getting pushed back. Lame, I guess. Lame. Uh, why don't you finish out the news here? Um, all right. Support, reports suggest Christopher Nolan is done with Warner Brothers as a distributor due to the HBO Max changes. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, here you, you put you good. Do you yeah. feel like it's good? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I I don't know. I, I, I Not necessarily good riddance, I suppose. Uh, Christopher Nolan is a talented director. We did an entire episode about him, and I have respect for the products that he puts out. Right. Um, 
However, his more recent stances about um, how integral uh, theater, specifically as a medium and and uh, viewing place, is to his art, are problematic in the age of a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand where he's coming from, where he wants it to be in a theater, but I feel like he's not being realistic with his expectations. Right. And so then for HBO max to go and, you know, change their, their distribution, um, and, uh, reportedly making every effort to make it right by the, the directors, um, you know, and, and the people that are affected financially by it, like they've offered bonuses and things like that. Right. So there, it looks like they're making their best effort. And for him to just be like, nah, I'm done with you guys. Fine. Go, go somewhere else. Somebody else will pay you to make the movies you want, you want to, you know, just whatever. Fuck off. Will, will they? I don't know. We'll find out in the future. Um, <laughs> Warner Brothers executive Tom Asham, do you know what he's done before? Like, I don't, I've never heard of him, so I'm not really sure if he's done anything before this, but uh, he has been promoted to oversee the entire Harry Potter franchise and other properties of the Wizarding World including a live-action Harry Potter series in the works at HBO Max. Um, And I also read up on this, but that was, like, literally they announced that they're thinking about doing it. So, like, nothing, as far as I understand, has been written. Nothing has been pre-productioned at all. So this, if there is a Harry Potter show coming out, it's going to, it's, it's years away. Right. Um, Um, Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what I read too. Um, So I, I assume he is going to have reign over uh, um, really anything Harry Potter and and that might include their, their licensing of games too. uh, I know they have some stuff that's out already, so I don't know how much he could really affect that. Um, Like I know there's that open world Harry Potter game that's, that was delayed until next year, I think. Mm -hmm. Um. So I don't know if he could touch that, but yeah, I mean, this sounds like he would also have control over the third Fantastic Beast movie if they end up deciding to do that since they just let uh, Johnny Depp go for all the stuff that he's wrapped up in. Dude, I was telling my girlfriend they should just have uh, like CG Johnny Depp like transforming back into um, Colin, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Farrell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I was I, just kidding. This was my actual look the whole time. I'm um, sorry, I got annoying for a while. <laughs> uh, Hulu debuts Palm Springs commentary cut with Andy Samberg and Kristen. Is it Milotti? Milioti. Mil- Milioti. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that because I loved that movie. It was amazing. Yeah, I I'll, I will be interested to watch that. You can do Hulu watch parties, right? Maybe. I think you can. I thought can. that was a thing. You can do, well, because the Netflix party turned into multiple services. Um, so I think you can do it. Ah. Uh, okay. Lovecraft Country creator Misha Green to write and direct the Tomb Raider sequel. We'll see how that goes. I forgot there was a Tomb Raider movie that came out like five years ago or whatever. Yeah, I was watched it. It was it, a 2018. Um, I remember it, like not seeing anything about it. Yeah, it was 2018. It I watched it uh, probably about a year, year and a half ago at this point. It was in my old house, so almost two years ago at this point. Yeah, um, it was enjoyable. I, I, you know, I, I liked the way they did it. It followed um, like the Rise of the Tomb Raider storyline more so than like you know the original, um, the original games. Right. I so, mean, it looked like it was more towards the newer games than it was the older ones. Right, and then at the end of the movie, she put her hair up and like her like ponytail, and like grabbed a couple of guns and was like ready to go. Like Laura Croft it up. So cool. Well, I love uh, I loved Lovecraft Country, so hopefully that goes well. And then last, uh, sadly, Cloris Leachman dead at the age of ninety four. Um, I mean, like sad, but also not unexpected. Right. Um. I you know Cloris Leachman is such a uh, prolific actress. Um, that that yeah. Even though she's ninety four, it's it's still kind of it's it's a loss, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I know that I I first gained awareness of her as um, Grandma Clampett 
or Granny Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. I can't even think of. I know the last thing that I saw her in was American Gods. She played a character in that. Oh, she was in that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, she was nice. in the first first season of it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Let's check that out. Well, cool. I guess you want to get into the topic. I'll read the synopsis off here. Go for it. The Midnight Sky. Uh, After a mysterious event wipes out all livable areas on Earth, a lone scientist must warn the only spaceship coming home from an expedition. Released on December 11th, 2020 on Netflix. Uh, So that is new. I didn't know it was that new. Yeah. I think when we were talking about last uh, last time, I said it came out last year and then said 2019. Oh. But I meant Maybe 2020 that's... because it would just turn to that. Yeah. I was just wrong. <laughs> um, but it's based on the Lily Brooks Dalton book named Good Morning Midnight. Um, and then George Clooney was announced to star and direct in June of 2019. Uh, filming began in October 2019 and wrapped up in February of 2020, right before uh, the plague hit the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's funny. The I event. Was watching- the event, right? Yeah, I was watching uh, some, you know, behind the scenes like follow up stuff. There, there was a behind the scenes trailer, and then there's like an hour long sort of interview with a bunch of the cast members that I watched. Um, and they were talking, uh, and George Clooney was talking about how, you know, they they finished wrapping it up, and then they started to do post production, and then the world stopped. And he was like, "This is really weird to be doing post on this movie, yeah, while there's a plague going on." I can imagine, yeah. Um. They filmed uh, some of it on location in Iceland um, that was apparently in super dangerous uh, um, conditions. Like like the the stuff you saw on screen was real um, to the extent of of like the whiteout and how much they couldn't see, you know, in front of them. Um, Mm -hmm. George Clooney and and Kalen were were tied together with a safety line um, Mm -hmm. just so that they didn't lose each other, even though they were standing next to each other in scenes. And they had, you know, numerous people telling them where they could and couldn't go because uh, 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 George Clooney was talking about how uh, they were filming on like these precipices or whatever. And a lot of them were just hard packed snow. So the actual like rock uh, bedrock of the precipice would run out like, you know, feet before uh, the, the snow accumulation looked like it ended. Right. But if you go too far out, you just drop down to your death. Jeez. I don't know why whenever you said they had safety lines, I imagine like the safety lines, they're separate from each other, but I imagine uh, originally whenever you said it, I thought they were tied together. No, I think they were tied together. Oh, cause that would be terrible if like George Clooney <laughs> fell off a cliff and then just drags the little girl down with him. Like, <laughs> uh, I would assume they maybe they had a, a line tied to something solid too, but yeah, yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that'd be good, like, if she fell down, because I'm pretty sure her weight wouldn't necessarily, like, pull Clooney down, but the other way around definitely would. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As you mentioned, uh, directed by George Clooney, screenplay by Mark L. Smith, um, starring George Clooney. There's a lot of George Clooney. I'm going to say George and Mr. Clooney a lot, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, starring George Clooney, uh, also starring Felicity Jones, uh, as Dr. Iris Sullivan, George Clooney plays Augustine Lofthouse. Um, Augustine uh, is a, fa- a famous scientist in this movie. Uh, he discovered um, a planet that, uh, or excuse me, a moon in, on Jupiter yeah. that, that humanity sent a mission to um, to see about colonizing so that, you know, not all the humans are on Earth. Right. Um. That was kind of weird that he was like, oh, there's this undiscovered moon that we've never seen before. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe that, but okay, I'll <laughs> believe it for this movie. Right there. And, and we'll get into that. There's a lot of, uh, I had problems with this movie. Um, yeah, I from, did too. from a scientific standpoint, but, I had uh, problems with this movie from an entertainment standpoint <laughs> and scientific <laughs> Uh, but anyway, in, in supporting roles, you had the, the young Kalen Springle as the lost girl. Um, David Oye, Oye Lowo yep. as commander Adewale. 
Um, he, if you don't know David Oyelowo off the top of your head, he's the guy that played uh, Martin Luther King in Selma. Okay. Um, Kyle Chandler as uh, Captain Mitchell. Um, Damian Beecher as Sanchez and Tiffany Boone as Maya. Uh, those four, the last four, uh, Commander Mitchell, uh, excuse me, Commander Adewale, Mitchell, Sanchez, and Maya are the rest of the crew on the spaceship. And uh, yeah, so I mean, the the cast in this is very small. It's basically George Clooney, a little girl, and then the 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 crew of the spaceship. Yeah, the the five people, four. Yeah. People. Yeah, fine. Technically five six people. if you count five the uh, fetus. That's true. I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> not a person yet. Uh, not a person still. yet. Still in the tummy. Still in the tummy. Um, <laughs> critical response: uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it fifty-one percent uh, critic score and twenty-eight percent user score. I say gave Oof. it whatever it has. Um, and then Metacritic is uh, pretty similar on the critic score, 58, and then four and a half user score. And that's out of uh, 10, right? That's out of 10, yeah. Yeah. So it seems like uh, not a lot of people who aren't critics enjoyed it. For a second, I thought that was out of five, and I was like, that's a that's a huge difference, 28% <laughs> versus 4.5 out of five, but it's out of 10, so that makes more uh, sense. All right, well, uh, spoiler free, what did you think of uh, the movie? Oh man, I kept thinking. How, so like I, I tried to make like a, a a good like two hours of it. Like I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and we'll watch this movie. Um, I I made popcorn. I had like a drink ready. Um, mm-hmm. like I had like some some red vines. Um, I was like, I'm gonna do like try to do like the movie experience. And boy, was this movie long. It's only <laughs> like an hour and fifty minutes or something like that. But like it's almost two hours. Mm-hmm. But it felt like four hours, and like I got—I remember I got halfway through it, and I was like, I te- i messaged you, and I was like, "This movie is long," and I meant to say it just feels long, right? Because you were like, "It's not even two hours," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it—it <laughs> it feels like forever." Like, because nothing like happens, like stuff happens in the movie, but I mean, it's very right. slow. It's a very slow build, and it never like it kind of ramps up, but once it ramps up, it quickly plateaus again yeah um i would i i i agree with you in 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 the way that you're describing it i think i had more fun with it than you did um i was i was thoroughly entertained by it while it was happening um i i didn't feel like the pacing was you know slow or or anything like that um yeah but i can see how like the action in it felt very episodic i guess within a movie yeah i mean i can i can see that it also like i I didn't want to turn it off like it wasn't so bad that i was like i'm gonna turn off this movie now like if i hadn't been doing it for this show i wouldn't have still turned it off i would have finished it (laughs) but yeah it was just it was really slow i i had some issues with like the way that this because there's three different stories Mm -hmm. um technically and they all kind of story A resolves kind of like soonish. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess it could be, I don't know. The different stories are kind of like the the way that they resolve is kind of confusing. But we'll have to get into that in right, the spoiler section. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's fair to say spoiler free. This is this is like me just like declaring no spoiler free and then like launching into a spoiler. Um, but I said spoiler free, so it doesn't count, right? Yeah. Spoiler free. Everyone dies. (laughs) Spoiler free. End of story. Um, but like the, there's the, there's the people or the, the people on the planet, George Clooney and the lost girl, Mm -hmm. uh, whose name you don't know for a while. You don't even Um, know she can talk for a while. Right. And then you've got the crew on the spaceship, and then you also have a little bit of a of a flashback story that's going on. And yeah, that was also kind of like that only happened like two or three times and it was kind of it was weird the way they did it. It was. It felt like the flashbacks were supposed to tie everything together, but it also felt like that knowing that that, that that's where the narrative structure was going sort of uh 
made the ending easier to see coming. Right. I, that was the other thing I was going to say is the flashbacks felt forced mm-hmm. in some instances. And I guess everything that the movie was like, ah, twist, like every, everything that the movie was trying to throw at you as, as like a, a revelation. I was like, yeah, no, it's not like I instantly, like the moment we saw like a character, I was like, yep, I know who that is. But right, like it's yeah, I I agree with you. I, I think it telegraphed uh its story beats uh you know a lot, and I don't think it intended to. I was gonna say it it telegraphed them really well, but I think that it wasn't trying to. So yeah, you know, I don't think it was either. <laughs> um. All right. So before we get into spoilers, last little bit. Uh, would you suggest watching it? Um, I I wouldn't. I think this is the first movie that I wouldn't really like. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, it, it don't, sp- it's two hours. It's, it's, it's almost two hours. And, uh, I feel like at the end of it, you're going to be like, well, I could have spent that time watching a different movie or like, there's so much better content out there mm-hmm. that I, unless you've watched everything on Netflix and you, and that's the only service you have and you're like, well, this movie's new. Um, it's either that, or if you like George Clooney just a lot then watch it but for any other person that's just looking for something to watch there are there are better things on netflix yeah see i like george clooney and felicity jones so uh, maybe that's part of why i was into it um i like i have enjoyed george clooney since er right i think i only like him in the oceans movies yeah i mean that's it, it George Clooney doesn't really change. Yeah. Um, he's, I, he doesn't always play the same character, but his personality really comes through in his characters. A I'll lot. say this. I think he did a good job in this movie. I think all the actors did great jobs. Mm-hmm. I think they were all very believable. Uh, that is a positive thing that I have for this movie. Besides, um, it was also really pretty. Like it was a really pretty movie. Oh yeah. 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 So it was pretty oh, but- acting was good just slow. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think it's slow. I, I wouldn't pay money to see it. Like if it was, if it's out in the theaters or whatever, don't go see it. But if you got Netflix, it's worth a couple hours to me, you know? Well, all right. Well then let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Pew, pew, pew. All right, so now, uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, Andrew, why don't you tell me uh, your first thing here? I mean, it's not a spoiler, but I, I did think that the younger version of Clooney um, did a really good job of matching his speech pattern. Yeah, I. Yeah, it took me. It took me a while uh, to to figure it out, but uh, that's the guy that plays Spock in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, and. Uh, even going back and rewatching it to the movie today to, to, to prep for this. Um, I thought that maybe they had just dubbed Clooney's voice over him. Cause he does a, he does an amazing job. Yeah. Supporting your point. I mean, I did, I did think about that. I was like, cause the first time he talks, I'm like, that sounds exactly like George Clooney, only younger, like not raspy or anything. Right. And I was like, did they like do some weird stuff with that? And then I was just like, no, he probably just like, studied the way that he talks and did a somewhat in like impersonation of him or impression right. and did a good job. Like, I feel like that's cheaper than George Clooney going in and dubbing over all of this stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, he directed it and, and did a lot of, uh, you know, was in charge of the post-production. So it's not out of the realm that he could just overdub his own lines. Yeah, I guess so. But it didn't sound exactly like him. It just sounded a lot like him. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, I thought he did a good job. I think he did a good job. I I think he did a better job of establishing who uh Augustine was as a character and his motivations than uh older than George Clooney did, to be honest. I mean, I feel like they kind of matched each other. Like I didn't really think about the establishment of the character. I mean, he young young Augustine is just seems like an asshole, like he's obsessed <laughs> with work. Um, and they well, kept like saying that he was dying, but didn't really tell you from what. 
I mean, he has dialysis, but so I don't know. Yeah, like Tuvok tells him at the beginning, if you stop your dialysis, you'll be dead in like a week. Yeah. But, um, uh, okay, actually, this leads into one of mine here. Okay. I have a problem with that fucking dialysis machine. How tiny it is? Uh, well, I mean that too, but I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm attributing this, but it's in like 50 years, right? It's like 2054 or whatever. I think it was like 2043, but yeah, who cares? So, like same time. Right. So maybe they have miniaturized the dialysis machines to a point and have like the dialysis membrane, like, you know, ironed out. No, my right. problem with it is the fact that he plugs like the, this like fucking medical tubing into, um, a port on his arm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you see it like drain like a gallon of blood because it's like a quarter inch tubing. Like <laughs> pull it out of his arm through the machine and then back into his other arm that's already hooked up. So I assume it's just shoving air into his veins. Yeah, that's fine. It's that's 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 how it works, right? That's, that's well, what maybe there's I mean, if you're thinking about if <laughs> I like that you have a problem with that, but not the tiny dialysis machine. <laughs> Like, cause I would say like in, in that same vein in the future, he could, there could be a section of the tubing that's going into his right arm that releases air, but not liquid. Yeah. I, th- I thought about that. I think I put that in there, but like, I, it's something that's always bugged me. Um, you know, especially when they like showing like IVs on TV or whatever, and you yeah. just see like the liquid, like running, like down the tube, you know, pushing this like giant pocket of air into somebody's vein. Yeah, I just, that's 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 a lot of people that kill on TV. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I I have a problem with movies that just call. I have a problem with them not explaining or at least trying to explain whatever cataclysmic event has destroyed the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my problem in the road where they were like something happened and now everybody's dead except for these cannibal people and me. Like, and in this movie, like they sort of explain it with the air. Like it seems like there's a a radiated air or or, a radiation is pouring from all over the world into the Northern regions where he's at. And they don't really, but they don't really like say what it is. And I can't think of anything that would cause radiation to spread at that level. Even if there was like, I guess, well, even if there was a meltdown, I guess it could be like all of the so nuclear at, power plants. At the very beginning of the movie, uh, w- when when George Clooney uh, Augustine goes back into uh, the, the 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 station and mm-hmm. starts, um, you know, starts looking at that monitor, it shows like multiple points of origin for whatever is spreading, right? Um, like throughout all the over world. the planet, yeah, all over the planet, yeah. And, uh, I went back and paused that, uh, while I was looking things up today and there's a section of the screen that says, um, case global spread cases by day. I don't know what that means. I mean, that sounds more like an epidemic of some sort, but, but then also it shows, you know, ionizing radiation cloud and ionizing radiation. It shows like the radiation symbol on like the poor portion that's moving north. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what it, 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 it's purposely left ambiguous. Um, but, but yeah. And especially like when, when they come back um, and they see the planet for the first time, like it's, it's just a, like gross and dust and swirly and shit. Like that well, made me think it was some sort of like nuclear thing. Like me, nuclear I mean, it, it looked like there, we didn't have an atmosphere like, cause it looked like there was like gas escaping the planet. And yeah. I'm like, well, that looks like we have no atmosphere, which means that that George Clooney's character is immediately dead. Like, like there's nothing. Well, and you did see like when in that scene when the birds started dying, and he's like, oh no, the radiation's here; it's not supposed to be here yet. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he had to go further north, like that. You know, may, maybe that's part of it. And and I think uh, overall. You kind of jump into the end here, but overall, this movie ends on a really shitty note because you've got there's you know, hope for incest in the Jupiter planet. 
Right. Like that's the thing, <laughs> you know, George Clooney's dead. Cause he's lost his dialysis machine. The, the two people that flew back to earth are probably dead. Cause I think it's assumed that everybody's in, they're in underground shelters, but those underground shelters are temporary and they're going to die eventually. Yeah. How are those dudes going to get down to them without dying? I, I guess they've got space suits so they can last a little while. Yeah, like, let's hope they know exactly which shelter their family's in, I guess, even though they don't have any communications. Yeah, the ending ending of this movie didn't really make a lot of sense for any of it. Uh, Right. For At least for the two guys that went down there, because they're like, well, I got to go for my family, and then the other guy's like, I just want to die, I guess. Like, I'll go down there and die now. Um... But yeah, like the the event didn't really they didn't really explain it enough for me to want to or for me to understand kind of what's happening. And even if they had just explained it a little bit or just been like, "Oh yeah, there's just tell me something like, "Oh yeah, all the nuclear power plants are gone or there was uh nuclear explosions." Um, you know, t- tell me something so that way I have something that I can believe in. Um, but just saying like, "Oh, it was an event and now the air is bad or whatever." And there's radiation because the dude in that in that plane had obvious signs of like radiation, or at least what we show radiation as on television. Yeah, well, like, and the only the only other clue that they gave was uh, when he first started transmitting, and they were they were picking it up. He was saying something along the lines of, uh, "We're not sure how it started. It may have been an accident." And then, like, the transmission cut out. Oh uh, yeah, I um. I don't understand the people that went home, like after everything, after learning everything, the people that were on this research station, they're like, we're going home. Like, uh, the ones that, that were leaving, like in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They're basically leaving to go die. Like, yeah. Well, I think they were getting, they were being, Oh, are uh, they going underground? Yeah. They were being evacuated to an underground shelter. Mm, Okay. That makes more sense. Um, which is where they planted the seed, which now that we're talking about spoilers, like we can get into this. They planted the seed of, um, a potentially a child being lost. Right. Um, and, uh, that's again, if we're, we're in spoilers here, I guess, I guess let's talk about it. That the little lost girl that we've been talking about is, is a, is a figment of, of, uh, Augustine's imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's actually the, uh, his daughter, Iris, um, from the flashbacks. And I, I mean, I thought that was interesting to a certain extent, but I don't know. That was the only thing that I didn't guess. Like, I didn't guess that it was, um, him going crazy basically, uh, or him talking to himself. Cause it's basically what he was doing. Um, I- you know what? I sort of guessed it um, in that scene where, like, she's outside of the car and then she gets into it, right? And then and, um, he's watching from, like, a long way away. Oh, in the flashback? Yeah. Like, at that point, I was like, okay, they're not showing this kid. And, I mean, it's clearly his daughter. Yeah. You know, and, and, and anyway, that, that's where I put those pieces together. But I don't know. It uh, there were a lot of things that happened that that I don't understand how they happened. If she is a figment of his imagination, right? Right. Like the cereal. Well, I guess he could have left the cereal out. And he, at that point, we're just fight clubbing it. Like, right. He's he's done this, and then just not remembered that he did it. Well, like that scene where the, the shelter like falls into the ice, for example, mm-hmm. like he throws her out the window and then she runs away from the crumbling ice with his gun. Oh yeah. Like, and, and, and rescue some of that. Well, that's, but, it was just, he threw it really far. I guess so there, you know, and there were some clues in that scene because in that very scene, like he's dunked in water. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he comes out and he's like in full gear and he's like shivering cold. And she's just kind of sitting there like, I mean, I'm cold, but I'm not like that cold. Yeah. Can we talk about that scene for a minute? Sure. Because I had a problem with that scene because he would have died. Like, <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. was, he was underwater in sub-zero freezing temperatures for more than 30 seconds. He definitely has hyperthermia. 
He's not going to be able to just get out of the ice and put his jacket on with cold, wet clothing and rub himself a little bit and then get up and walk away from the, like, And then sleep in a snow hole. Yeah. Like he, d- dude's dead. <laughs> that I, I, when that happened, I was like, okay, this movie is no longer, I, I, I lost my, uh, what is it? Suspension the, of disbelief. Yeah. I lost, that's when I lost my, I was like, I'll like at the beginning of the movie when he's like, I found a new moon. I'm like, all right, whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, also there's an event. And I'm like, I hate it, but okay. And then <laughs> like, when he goes in the water and like is underwater for an extended period of time um, is when I was like, nah, I'm done. Like, nope, this is not, not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I guess the, the little girl did give him motivation to eventually get to the station to a certain extent, but, but um, right. Um, it seemed like, it seemed like a twist that was in there just to be a twist, you know, what a twist. Yeah. What a twist. I mean, like the twist that it's his daughter in the space station. That it, immediately when she shows up, I'm like, ah, it's his daughter. Yeah, from the from the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Like Felicity Jones's character uh, was was clearly his daughter, and and that's another thing I didn't understand, or mm, I, I I don't want to say I didn't understand it so much as I think it would have made more sense if when they were contacting each other, uh, like at the end and they're saying goodbye and shit, mm-hmm. if he was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm your dad. Yeah, he. I don't think he said it, did he? No, he didn't. She's like, I've respected you. You're like the reason that I went into space. Blah blah. blah. I like at that point. Why didn't he just say, "I'm your dad," and then have the transmission cut out? Yeah, and she never hears it, but he got to say it. <laughs> yeah, he just like gives his little like sad head. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was what I was talking about with, with, so you have story A, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, the event and everything. And really, story A, I guess, is him seeing that there's only one ship left and he's got to contact them. And so, story A resolves before everything else whenever he contacts them. Mm-hmm. And then you've got story B, which is the ship. And then you have story C, which is, I don't remember. Or it's the relationship with his daughter. Yeah. Technically. Um, you know, and I think, I think that, uh, he knew that the ether was out there, right? Like, I mean, there's no way it's his daughter's on the ship. Uh, it's a, it's a ship that, that was going to a mission to a planet that he discovered that should be habitable. Right. Like if anybody knows the schedule of that ship, it's going to be him. Well, he also looked at it at the beginning of the movie on the the list on the computer. Well, right, right. But I, he was, it was explained that he was staying behind in order to contact any ships that were uh, there or that were coming back. Um, but it just seems like maybe he was staying specifically so he could give that message to that ship. Right. And, yeah. And then didn't take advantage of being like, hey, by the way, I'm your dad. I'm sorry I wasn't there or some shit. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that too. Um, I thought the spacewalk scene was very telling, like telegraphed that something bad was going to happen, someone was going to die. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then they they tried to fake you out uh, a little bit, and like oh, no, Where everybody's, everybody's fine. fine. And then you see the little drop of blood. Right. Okay. So here's the problem I have. When, um. She sees blood like in her helmet or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> if air is being sucked out of her right, spacesuit, if, if there's a puncture, right, then all the anything that's in that 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 air should be moving towards the 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 lower pressure. The only thing that makes would make sense is if it punctured but then closed the like sealed it right but then her oxygen wouldn't be dropping yeah you know there should if there if there is that that much blood which is another problem that i have with it with with this the the scene um when they get back into the airlock Mm -hmm. and she is they they repressurize it and she takes off her helmet 
and all this like blood just starts floating around everywhere. Yep. Okay. First off, in, unless, well, first off, her spacesuit has has a puncture in it, so there shouldn't be more pressure in the spacesuit than the newly pressurized chamber. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Well, she would have died outside anyway from all of the oxygen being sucked out of her suit. Sure, that too. But then she takes off her helmet and all this blood like comes like spewing out the like the neck of her spacesuit. Yep. The only way that that would happen is if there was air in the spacesuit to if the air in the spacesuit started moving out of the neck hole, but that's only going to happen if there's a pressure difference, a positive pressure difference in the spacesuit. Um, you know, and then you're thinking once it too comes, much about it, man, you're just thinking then, way too much. And some of it should be absorbed in the fabric of her spacesuit. I don't think there's just a giant puddle, puddle of blood like waiting to come out. You but think it also, would have been coming out where the puncture was. Right. And then once it does come out, it just kind of floats there, somehow yeah. losing its momentum in <laughs> space. Yeah, I I had a problem with that. I also had a problem with um, the noise. Like they, oh, there's no sound in space. Right. But they put sound in space, like they put like this weird underwater clanking noise, like w- when you're underwater and you hear something like clank together, mm-hmm. or or like move around, like that's basically what they did. And I don't, I don't know if they told like the Foley people to do that, or if they just made the decision, or or what. But I I feel like there should have been like the tension would have been higher if there was no sound or just the music with that they were playing, or just them talking. But like the clanking kind of took me out of it. Yeah, I didn't like, I think like, about that. I was like, just well, either either choose to have the sound of them moving around outside, which is not mm-hmm. going to happen, or don't have it. But don't have this weird in between where it's like muffled. Like they they did it to where it's like what they're hearing in their spacesuit, which would have been nothing. Like they would not have heard the movement outside. Yeah the the only exception to that I would I could possibly think of off the top of my head is the sort of um, like metal and suit conduction of lower frequencies that could happen. Maybe, but I just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they asked an astronaut about actual spacewalks. Maybe. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. doesn't seem like it. Um, But like, I thought that the memory holograms were really cool. Um, the way that the furniture came out of the wall and, and matched the, the memories that they had, had uh, saved or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was that was a, a really neat touch. Uh, I, I like the design of the ship itself with all of its, uh, you know, solar panels. It had, uh, like, the, um, the arboretum ring of, like, trees and shit. Yeah, it, it looked a lot like... Have you ever watched the movie Sunshine? No. Um, it's a... Killian Murphy movie. It's also Ooh. got a, a bunch of other people in it. Uh, I I like it a lot, but it's also uh, not not like a happy movie. <laughs> but uh, the spaceship looks very very similar. Um, so I think that's just like a common common design, I guess, with with these ships. I I liked the interior design. It reminded me a lot of. If you watch a lot of older, like nineteen fifties movies, like mm-hmm. it seemed like it was sort of based on that, but upgraded, like the the ladders and everything like that. Dude, the ladders are the one part that kind of bugged me. Yeah, because they're, they're very nineteen fifties spacecraft. Well, yeah, but the ladder rungs themselves are just so thick. Yeah, I don't know oh, what yeah. it is about it that it just seemed like it'd be hard to like climb up those. They had to put those lights in it. That's why it's so thick. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll like talk about the very end of the movie, but just sending the two guys that go off into the planet, which we kind of already talked about, and then sending them back on a trajectory to Jupiter's moon again mm-hmm. to live out their days with their child. Like, I don't, what, like, it's right. not a, I, I, I'm not looking for, like, a happy ending, because it definitely was not a happy ending, and it kind of, like, felt like, because whenever the credits roll, it's just the two of them there, like, touching buttons on the control panel, like, everything's going to be okay. 
mm-hmm. where I was like, if they were like real human beings, they w- I'm pretty sure they would both be like in their heads, like, oh, oh God, like we're all al- <laughs> we're all alone. There's no one else. Like, hopefully, one of them knows any sort of like, because I think their medical doctor left. Yeah. Like, I think it was the guy that, that didn't have, like, any reason to leave, but was still like, I'll leave, too. I think that was their medical doctor. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't understand... I don't know how to put this, to be honest. ended unsatisfactory. Like, it was... Right. Un- like, at the, end, at the end of the day, we were kind of talking about this earlier, George Clooney's dead... Humanity yep. is dead, or if they're not dead, they will be soon because yeah. they, he described their their underground the shelter. Humanity as lives on in the stars, but it doesn't because either you're gonna have to like uh, have at least two kids, or keep yep. trying until you get you know uh, kids that can biologically reproduce. At which point you have to convince your kids to biologically reproduce or do it yourself, which is even worse. Yeah, let's let's not super go there, but right. So point being that at the end of this movie, within probably fifteen to twenty years, all of humanity is gone. Yeah, and I mean, at, not and at not the, on Jupiter. At the most, uh, assume if they have no more kids, then you're just gonna have this one child like outliving their parents and then being like, well, that's the end of me, I guess. And then dying alone on a planet in like their fifties or forties or whatever. Well, if they live that long at that point, it's their home. So, okay, whatever, I guess. Um, but that, but that would would literally be the last human left in the, in the universe. I feel like I would rather like just fly my ship out into empty space and just be like, ah, we'll just die. Like here in the ship, like yeah. I mean, you might we'll as well. It if it, I mean the the ship is seems to be self sustaining to to a certain extent, and I would assume that if it's got, uh, you know, like the like we're talking about the 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 again biodiversity that 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 you know fuels its oxygen systems and shit, right? Um, so that it can be self sustaining, um, through through a long trip to Jupiter and back that uh, they could go indefinitely, so you might as well just fucking go. I mean, it, it, see how far you get. Yeah, there's no there's no extra uh, points for for staying on that fucking moon or anything. Yeah. Um, the the only other thing I can think is maybe that at some point they run out of like solar power. Yeah, but I guess I they know. would get far enough from the sun that that would happen. Yeah. But I mean, if they had, I don't. We'll not get into there. Because then we're just going to get into stuff that doesn't matter for the movie. It was, yeah, it was just, it was a somewhat disappointing ending. I guess it was satisfactory for his arc. His mm-hmm. arc completed and it was done and that's cool. Um, And then there, every story finished except for the two guys that flew into the, the planet to die or whatever. That right, was the, that was the part that I was just like, I don't. I don't know if an astronaut who seems very militaristic because he did like he was like captain and commander and all this other stuff and I'm going to do my duty and and kind of thing. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's suddenly like, no, I made a promise to my family. I'm abandoning this mission. Goodbye. Like I was like, that seemed uncharacteristic of what you had set up for him previously. Right. I don't know. It's there were a lot of confusing decisions at the end. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I did want to note um, before we before we wrap up here, the pregnancy in the movie was not originally in the movie. Ooh. They had cast Felicity Jones, and then she called up George Clooney and was like, "Hey, um, I found out I'm pregnant," and he was like, "Oh fuck," you know, like <laughs> he described it. He was like, "Oh yeah, that's great," but like in his high mind, he's going, "Oh shit, what the fuck are we gonna do?" <laughs> you know, and then it was yeah. trying to figure that out. And they were they were thinking like he really wanted Felicity uh, to to do the the part. Yeah. And was trying to figure out, you know, maybe we bring in a body double uh, for all of her like full body shot scenes or whatever. But eventually they decide to um, to write the pregnancy into the to the movie. Um, and, and I think it added to the movie having her be pregnant. Um, it was it was a 
Yeah, you know, it didn't it, take anything though, away from it. Right. And even though it uh it left that sort of weird thread at the end, um it would have it still also, been there. <laughs> yeah. It would have still been there, right? And and I don't know. I, it it was neat seeing uh them kind of roll with that, you know, and 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 incorporating into the movie and I think it changed a little bit of like going back and rewatching the movie um with with that in mind some of the scenes between her and, and um, David, what's his name? Uh, Commander at Atawale that um, uh, there, I think their conversations had a little bit more meaning and depth because the pregnancy t- seems to indicate that their relationship is a little bit longer and deeper uh, than it would have been otherwise. I think the pregnancy also added, uh, well, yeah, I mean it it sort of added like this time frame to the to the ship. So because yeah. it shows like her flashback or her dream being left on the planet not pregnant mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she's on the ship like very pregnant shows like how long they've been drifting through space which sh- probably years from Jupiter at least. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's that's unless you have anything else that's the movie nope that is the movie um if you want to watch it after listening to this uh you can catch it on netflix i did have one other thing Um, what's that just a a funny anecdote it felt like every time they did a flashback they showed him like with his beard but short Mm -hmm. and then every time it's old george clooney's got like the long santa claus beard Mm-hmm. And I and I just kept thinking, like, did he start growing it when he was that age? And it finally got that long when he was older. <laughs> like, he never trimmed it. It just slowly, it just the slowest growing beard of all time. Like, oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> my, my beard gets like that thick after like three months. It's awful. Jeez. Yeah, mine does not. It's very stringy. Yeah. Like this that I got going on that our listeners can't see is like right. a month. And it's it's pretty thick. Yeah, I wish I could grow thick. This is like, yeah. Well, we're not <laughs> going to talk about beards, but yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, so fire up your Netflix, watch the movie. It's Again, I, I enjoyed it. Andrew uh, didn't seem to enjoy it near as much, but. It was all right. I don't, yeah. <laughs> which that seems to be the your review seems to be the reviewers points and my review seems to be the like viewers like the regular regular people T- 20 right, I'd, I'd give it a 28 percent. sounds like you'd give it a 50 percent. yeah there you 60. go apparently i'm not regular people thanks yeah regular people i meant not like movie critics right um all right so i guess that's it for this for this movie so uh join us next time we're gonna watch the little things starring denzel washington rami malik and george leto uh george jared leto george clooney leto george clooney leto um i believe that one's on netflix too right nope that is hbo max just came out it's warner one one of warner brothers first i guess it's their next big was gonna be in theaters movie after wonder woman So if you want to watch it with us, watch it between now and the time the next one releases and you can hear our thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, But uh, now that you're into this, thank you for listening. Um, Thank you. If you want to send us some feedback, uh, go rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us with visibility. It helps us, um, you know, know what people are thinking. And uh, yeah. It's also the only way for us to get any sort of exposure on itunes itself for algorithms and all that business right so give us five stars or give us well, zero stars you know, if you don't like us but do what do what makes you happy it's a vote of conscience really <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway we will be back in two weeks um and until then remember the narrative is a giant circle like, like a, a cinnamon, cinnamon roll, roll.